0: Drink it in, man. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Corn bread, corn bread, corn Drink it in, man.
1: Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? This is the Detroit Kool-Aid cast with their host, Derek Okree. And you can tell I'm fired up. The Lions, our Lions, have won three games in a row. Let, let me pour everybody a glass real quick. Drink it in, man. Uh... Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. And actually, I'd like to make it a triple. Cornbread. Because today... We got a special guest on the show. He's never been on the show before. He knows football. He loves the Lions. He came in big on the Kool-Aid hotline right away. I hit him with the nickname Cornbread Jerry from North Carolina. He's nice enough to come on and talk ball with me and drink some Detroit Kool-Aid. So, Cornbread, I think you're there. Are you ready to roll, my man?
0: I am here, Oakley. Glad to be on. Glad to be on here with you and uh, all the Kool Aid drinkers
1: out there. Man, this this is going to be great. I, I appreciate having you on. You always are calling up, uh, not, you know, all the different local radios. You're always hitting me up with Lions content. I'm like, let's just get them on the pod and talk some balls. So, Jerry, as I as I say, we can't mess around. Let's get right into this. Let's talk about this Lions Giants game that just went down. Like, some of the big points I took out of this thing, man, was Alim McNeil finally showed up big. I mean, Big Mac, Big Plump, Twinkle Toes, Honey Bun, The Mac, whatever you want to call this guy, he was all over the football field making plays. That was tremendous to see, don't you think?
0: Oh my gosh, Big Aleem he was dominant. I mean, it was really, it's hard to believe, I mean, we all like Alim McNeil, but. That was one of the great games by a defensive tackle, like, ever. I mean, uh, I've seen uh, something like 10 QB pressures this guy has. It's like a PFF record for a guy at 320 pounds or greater uh, since they've been keeping stats since, like, 2006 or something like that. So that's just insane. I mean, you think there's Aaron Donald out there, but not even he did what Lee McNeil did against the Giants last week.
1: Absolutely incredible, and this guy hadn't been feeling up the stat sheet. I mean, he'd been one tackle, an assist, you know, he'd not get in the backfield like we hoped, and then he just shows up extra big. What? I mean, we need more of that from Plump. Woo-wee! Thank you, Choppy. Um, so I thought that was big. And, and and Cornbread, talk to me about Swag, Jamal Williams, three touchdowns. I mean, this guy's automatic in short yardage. This guy's a goal line monster i mean we already knew that but he came up extra large in this game as well
0: i know he's another one that you know he's doing some things we haven't seen happen in detroit in a very very long time 3 td's last guy to do it i believe was Barry sanders i mean this guy's just a goal-line vulture right now 12 td's this year i mean it's just insane the guy might get a 1000 yards there's no way going into the season i thought flag was going to get 1000 yards You know, I figured Swift would be the bell cow, uh, although with the injuries that he has, it's hard to count on him as a bell cow. But that was the hope anyway. But thank goodness Jamal's been stepping in and getting the job done.
1: So overperformed. He's he's the vocal leader. He's a little crazy, a little crazy. I must admit, but in a good way. He's our crazy. He's our yeah. crazy person, just like Jim Harbaugh is my crazy yeah. coach. Uh, <laughs> but uh, gosh, he he's just been so consistent. So he had the one fumble, which was on the which was a killer. We're, we're not gonna forget totally about that. But he, he's just done so many other things so well, so all year long that you just cannot. I mean, I don't even blink when they give him the football. We know we're getting four or five a crack. We know we're scoring inside the five. I mean, just love what he's doing. So another huge game for him and just being so productive down there where sometimes we had stalled out in the past or we try to get too cute, like just smashing people in the mouth is incredible to watch. I, I wanted to ask you about how this defense has kind of flipped the script and just sort of went from just the worst ever to... 3 4 games in a row now just playing incredible. I mean they were able to st- stop Saquon Barkley. <laughs> like this guy is top rusher oh, in the man. league. We hold him like 22 yards <laughs> on an 18 yeah. runs. I mean that that was unbelievable for me to watch from this defense again stepping up.
0: Yeah, I mean I I was surprised. I mean uh I got Barkley on a fantasy team, Francis. This guy's been killing it all year. And I hold him to one and a half yards per carry, no touchdowns, it was uh, amazing, you know, uh, the way some of these quarterbacks have been running on him. And the other teams, really, we were one of the worst, if not the worst. I think we were the worst run defense in the league going into the game. And they just completely snuffed out everything he was doing. It was uh, unbelievable. Definitely the key to the game. Uh, the secondary, or some how this defense has been stepping up, the secondary, Jerry Jacobs coming in there has been a big upgrade, I believe, on that one outside spot. And I like the way he presses up on these guys with him and Nakuda. On the outside, Will Harris has been more than respectable in that nickel slot, being kind of like a big nickel, as uh, I think Campbell called it, the KT position last year. Uh, yeah. It's been really gelling really well here in the past few weeks.
1: All good points by you, Cornbread. Cornbread. Um, I, I love what Jury is doing. That's J U U U R R Y Y Y. Um, you know he's he's just a dog out there. D A W G. Um, I I can't believe I'm saying it, but. I mean, we know Will Harris is going to get beat two three times a game, but he will come up and hit you in the mouth. He will tackle you. He tries hard. <laughs> I think uh, one of my guys, when they took him, who totally has let me down, but he's, he's redeeming himself a little bit. And uh, you, got, you got the curb stomp back there making picks. You, you've got... You got Hefe playing good, even though he went down with an injury. Like, that whole back half has just flipped it. And and Cornbread, I know nobody wants to hear about my fantasy team, but I've got quads in almost every league that I'm in that that means anything to me. He totally let me down. You want to know what else happened, Cornbread? I was playing against Jamal in a few leagues. I was playing against Kelsey in a few leagues. I was playing (laughs) against Amari Cooper in a few leagues. And and it cost me big. I mean, it's, it's just every week with this garbage that I just get put up against these guys that have the week of their, life. I mean, it's unbelievable to me. So, uh th- that's neither here nor there. Let's keep it rolling. Uh I I just want to hit on this point. I feel like the Lions played solid in all facets again. <laughs> like this is a multiple yeah. games in a row, multiple efforts against decently good football teams or on the road where offense has been solid, hasn't turned the football over. Defense has stepped up. Special teams is good. Like it, it's just fun to watch for a fan and for that team in general to see all avenues just playing good, solid, consistent ball.
0: Yeah, I mean, and they talk about it all the time. Campbell always talks about complementary football, and that's really a lot of what we've seen the past few weeks. Good complimentary football, and then this week against the Giants, it was really the total package from offense to defense to the special teams. Uh, just just put it all together and really is after the first quarter, it was tight, but man, we kind of opened it up in the second quarter and it was just eerily comfortable watching the lions versus the Giants. This <laughs> that, it's just like, it, it just never felt in doubt. You know,
1: that is a great point by you. Cause I was sitting in this ball game in the second quarter, third quarter, early fourth quarter. I was, I got to admit, I was on my phone. I was looking at other things and I'm like, This game felt like it was in the bag. I mean, I know we got our SOL people who were worrying for the the sky to fall or were thinking the worst was going to happen. This was a very easy coasting to this victory. Cornbread Jerry, Jared Goff looked (laughs) like a pro quarterback. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. (laughs) He threw a few actual tight spirals with velocity. woo I mean, this is just unbelievable. Chops is just having the day of his life. He actually called me the other day. was like, hey, can I get on the pod? I'm like, sorry, I already got a better guest than you. Um, so he got booted so he could keep you on. But he wanted to talk about golf for 30 minutes. I said, no, I can't have it this week. I'm sorry. I got a, I got a, a great guest from North Carolina. He's going to be on. He's just going to blow it out of the water. So we booted him so he couldn't do this all day. Woo! But uh, he was definitely doing that when JG16 was making plays. And this is the last thing I want to say. This, this game not only was never close, uh, but I just think it was one of those games that was like, we needed. We don't always need these thrillers that come down the end. We don't need the late comebacks. We don't need to have a lead and then almost lose it at the end. Like, beat a team down, take your W, tell them to get off your field, and move on to the next one. Don't you think? That was great to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's it's I, I got a lot of gray hairs on my head because of the Lions over the years in these close games, <laughs> hoping they're gonna come back. Please please don't lose lose the lead here at the end, you know. I have seen a lot of that in my lifetime. It's good to uh have a, a game like this. They have been few and far between over the years. So uh I'd like I liked what I saw this Sunday and I'd love to spend the last twenty thirty years of my fandom watching <laughs> more games like that.
1: Cornbread, have a little of that Detroit Kool-Aid. Calm down, would you? Drink it in, man. Uh... <laughs> you can't be one of these nervous now. one of these people that always, oh, woe is me. Oh, because 10 years ago we lost a game in the fourth quarter. It's definitely going to happen in 2022. That's garbage. We don't have that on this pod. We are always positive. We're drinking Kool-Aid. We're having cornbread, as you would know. And we are being optimistic about our football team. Like, I mean, we're only good things to come, and when it doesn't, we, we we get through it. We're diehard Lions fans, man. Yeah. They, that's the only way to be. Yeah. That way we can be at the parade and know we're always with this team. Not the people that hated on them for years and then showed up with their T-shirt and hat. You know what I'm saying? Yep, I'm with
0: you. My, my uh, Kool-Aid pitcher is always half full, but um, <laughs> you know it's been spiked. The kind. Drink it in,
1: man. <laughs> <now. laughs> I'm feeling it again, Jer- Jerry. I mean, come on now. Okay, Let, let's let's uh, we got so much to get into. I want everybody to just. Drink in this pod. We're going to get Cornbread's thoughts on the Lions' future quarterback situation. We got to get our great sponsors in here after the break. I want to hear. I want to hear his grandiose big plan about this football team. I want to hear. I want to know how Cornbread Jerry is going to put it together and get us to the promised land. I might fight him on both those topics as we get going. Um, and, and then we got a we got a preview Turkey Day, Cornbread Jerry. I mean, big game. I, I mean, by the time people are hearing this, the game's going to be the next day. People are going to be eating themselves to death. I mean, this is this is just a great time of year, not only for Lions fans but people in general. So let's keep this rolling, man. We got so much. What you get into so i i just mentioned jared Goff. i mean uh, everyone's got an opinion i mean i i think we need to move on i think that he can't throw um <laughs> chops thinks he's got it gonna have a gold jacket and has put a bust up in his front yard other people are they hate him and now he's just hey let's keep him he's playing good ball i i want to know from you what's your plan at the quarterback position lay it out for me
0: well, I mean, as far as golf goes, to me, he's a guy you can win with, but he's not a guy you win because of. You know, I mean, I mean, this week he's what, 165 yards passing. You know, but no picks. You know, so we're like, okay, we can live with that, <laughs> right? We right. won the game. He was efficient, but are we going to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff? The Rams didn't think so, and I don't, I don't think so either. So, <laughs> I mean, the way I see this thing going down. It's not only what I think I would do, but I have a feeling this is what the Lions are going to do something similar because, you know, going into the season, the cap situation, we're kind of bumping up against it to begin with. So you've noticed throughout the uh, early uh, season here, they did a restructure on Decker to open up a little bit of cap space. Mm -hmm. He signed through 24, and that's fine because he's under a good contract. I like Taylor Decker. He's going to be a good player for the Lions through 24. They also restructured Michael Brockers. I don't think Michael Brockers is going to be on the team next year. I think he's a guy that's going to be released. That's $4 million dead cap space, but the guy would have made $13 million if you keep him on. A guy, the only other guy that's got a lot of money they could restructure but they didn't touch was Jared Goff, and I think it's for a reason. I mean, this guy is going to have basically between his base salary and bonus $30 million. Is this cap hit next year? If you release or trade the guy, you're going to have just a 10 million dollar, you know, cap hit. You're going to save 20 million dollars if you can trade or release Jared Goff. So to me, I think that's the move. I think the Lions may make, and I think it's a move that I could get behind if they do. There's some cheaper bridge quarterbacks out there, and that's kind of what I see Jared Goff as. a bridge quarterback to, you know, whatever rookie or something we can acquire. You, you can get a guy like, say, a Teddy Bridgewater. He's making $6 million a year. He's going to be a free agent. Case Keenum makes $4 million. Andy Dalton, $3 million. You can save $15 million and have one of these guys that may be a step down from golf, but is it that big of a step down? None of those, those three guys, nor golf, is going to win the Super Bowl, you know? So, to me, I would make that move Free up the cap, cap space, and then, you know, you got Bryce Young, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud coming out in this draft, and I, I like all three, to be honest with you. I could see any of them in a Lions uniform uh, working with one of those cheaper bridge quarterbacks. And, it, and truth be told, I mean, there's also, you could look at the Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murrays of the world, you know, those could be up for trade. We got a lot of draft capital. There's a lot of things the Lions can do
1: at QB moving forward. All right. So, so corn this is kind of where the pleasantries stop. Cause I, I let you go there. I gave you some <laughs> room. You laid it out. I've heard you say this on other shows. I don't know why you're calling these other shows, why you're not calling it the Kool-Aid cast. That's neither here nor there. I, I don't like this plan at all by you. First of all, Jared Goff, if anything's the bridge quarterback. We'll be going from bridge to bridge. Uh, how long are we going to have a bridge? Um, so so that's my first problem. Second problem, t- Teddy Bridgewater, Mr. White Gloves, you know, uh, hamburger helper out there, they, this guy's already shown what he can do in the league. It's very marginal at best. Oh, wow, he can come in for a game or two. Great. No, that that's not what we need. The fact that you uttered the word Kyler Murray on this show, corner, I should throw you off right now. I should just ban you from the show. <laughs> (laughs) I just can't believe you said that. But here, I'm going to say this now for the people. Hold hold on. We we got a bit for that here on the show, Jerry. Hold hold on. I got it here somewhere. Where is it? (laughs) I mean, I got to say this for the people. And the people consist of the millions. (laughs) Like, I'll never disown my Detroit Lions, but I swear, if Kyler Murray is ever the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, It is gonna like that's the one thing, (laughs) that or Smug. If they were ever to put him or Smug as my quarterback, that's gonna be real hard, Cornbread. So, but I don't even want to think about. I don't want to talk. I can't believe you even brought it up, Lamar. I'm down with. I don't like the price tag. My thing with the quarterback, like I said, Jared Goff to me. As much as I hate on him, as much as I want to draft a stud, as much as I can't watch some of his wobbly ducks sometimes. I think he's not only played fine, he says everything right. Like, I'm in the mode of... The Lions have set this up perfectly because they can just roll with the punches. Like, if there's a guy there they love in the draft, they can take him. If the draft falls badly for them, oh, we love Jared Goff. We can't wait to have him back in 2023. Um, if, if a free agent comes along, they can pick up. That's better. Hey, Jared Goff, we'll see you later. If no one does, man, Jared Goff, we can't wait to get back uh, rolling with you next year. Like, I just think it sets up so well. They really cannot lose with the situation, and... The way he's playing right now and what he's saying, like, I'm kind of totally cool to just roll with it until a better solution comes. And, like, I know the cap situation, as you said, is kind of marries up nicely. But even if worst case, if they got to keep him and pay him the 30 and they add to the roster and then move on the year following, I think we're totally good. So no to Teji Bridgewater, no to Taylor Hine, none, none of mm-hmm. these other guys coming in for 10, 12 million. Cause by the time you do the math, you pay them 10, you got 10 for golf gets 20 and, and then your backups, like we might as well just roll with 16 at that point. So that that's where I'm at with quarterbacks, man.
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't know. See, I, I'm seeing Bridgewater now making six, if you, uh, you know, I'm thinking you'd get at least 13 million in savings on Teddy Bridgewater. Who's
1: not good.
0: To me, not not that. No, he's not. He's not. He's not that good. I agree. I agree with you there. But I'm just looking for a guy that's going to get us some time uh, for one of these young guys. That there's bound to be somebody good sitting there at that Rams pick. the way things are going right now.
1: There will yeah, be, I but, mean, but, but but the best scenario, way. even though the price tag's a little bit higher, is if you had to keep Goff and you um, take a stud with that Rams pick, you got a year of time to just sort of make let that happen then. Or if the guy's so great, you can probably move on from Goff whenever you want. But we, we don't want to start over with another new random slum guy just because he's cheaper. I mean, we either get I our think- stud or we roll with 16. For a little longer? I think
0: someone like a Bridgewater would come in and sign realizing, hey, I'm the bridge. I don't think golf thinks he's a bridge or would really take too well or perform well when a rookie gets drafted. I don't Detroit. think so either, I, I but... he just don't kind of strike me as that kind of guy.
1: I, I don't know, man. I I don't want to fight you on this, but again, Bridgewater's not good. He's not the ultimate answer. He's he's been a bridge everywhere he's went, and then that bridge is crumbled. So, no. I I just think you know. It, I agree with your last point though. Like, yeah, I don't think Jared Goff is this ultimate mentor. I don't think he would love the young cat breathing down his neck. But hey, the Lions don't seem to care. They've set themselves up for. A catbird situation, a wait and see, a hold tight. We'll figure it out later. A hey, you're our guy until you're not. So let's just roll with that and see what they do. But uh, I'm, I'm all for drafting a real stud. I just don't know who they want, who will be there. But I'm on that train, and, like, if they can't happen, then I'm starting to warm up to having JG16 chops his uh, guy that he has a poster on his wall back because he <laughs> does enough to win, and he also uh, seems says all the right things, and players seem to somewhat buy into his game. So he's got a lot of things that you have to like across the board as well other than the wobbly spiral. So, Cornbread, <laughs> like, we could go on and on for, about the quarterbacks forever. I think your approach is unique. I don't agree with it, as you could tell, but I think the Lions have really um, set themselves up nicely to 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 play this out well, as well as make a good decision when it's right for the future. And they kind of got their butts covered in the meantime too. So I like that from Brad Holmes, yeah. Dan Campbell, and company for sure. So let, let let's do this. You already kind of laid out some of your plan, but let's get our great sponsors in here. We come back. I kind of want to know more about who who you might be. Uh, you know getting rid of who, what you want to do in the draft. We'll just lay out some broad strokes there. And then we got to talk uh, Buffalo bills, man. You ready to get into all that? Let's do it. Everybody. We'll be right back. Get ready for the greatest roast
0: of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th,
1: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? No, nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May
1: 3rd. Read PG-13. All right, Kool-Aid drinkers, we're back from the break. Thank you so much for listening to our great sponsors as well as checking in on the show. I'm honored to have the one and only corn bread, Jerry from North Kaka Lackey on the show. He's bringing the knowledge nice enough to spare some of his time to talk Lions ball with me. It's so great to have him on. Uh, cornbread. Cornbread. Let's uh let's hear this. Let's hear off-season plans. And I know you could get into Michael Brock. No one cares about him. I could know you could talk about like the fifth <laughs> linebacker. We don't care. What I want to know is we got two first-round picks. We got a second rounder. We got a third. We got all these draft capital for getting rid of Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson. Like, we're loaded up. Brad Holmes is sitting at home rubbing those big meat hooks together, just looking at his draft board. I want to know in broad strokes, what are you doing in the draft? And what are you doing in free agency? What positions are you attacking? Cornbread, are you these people that just say, well, just draft all defense and then we'll be good? Or are you like, I need more skill players. That's how you win. Or are you going to go out big in free agency and spend money? Or are you going to be a frugal penny pencher and be like, we can never overspend on anyone because I'm the perfect GM. Lay it out for me, bro.
0: i tell you, I have uh, you know, been following very hard with brad holmes has been doing and the way he's been kind of put things together through the draft i've I've really agreed with the approach although it's a patient approach i know a lot of folks early on were just one in six start people were already just counting them all out they're ready to fire campbell they're ready to fire Holmes, but i understand the plan i know you understand the plan you see it and i agree with what they're doing you know this the lions haven't won a nfc north division since tampa bay has won the nfc uh so <laughs> was called the central back then that, that's crazy to me so you know it's a little too far for that now this season you know we're felt too far behind minnesota but i look at the team and i'm always wondering who's going to be on this team when we do win the nfc north division you know and, and a lot of them are guys luckily for us first second year Players are going to be on the team friendly contracts for a long time. From offense line, we got Sewell, rag Jonah, Decker. Uh, Saint J Mo, thank goodness. J Mo is getting ready to hit the field. That's going to be so exciting. Hutch, Elaine, Pascal, Rodrigo, Barnes, Akuda, Jerry, Tracy, Kirby. I mean, this is a lot of guys. I think is going to be on this roster when we win a division championship. So, I mean. Heck, even Fox and the Money Badger. I mean, special teams shaping up. So, really, I think the big gaping hole is a quarterback, like we just discussed, I almost think I would give up extra draft capital just to make sure we get the guy that we want to get. Holmes is going to identify a guy, and I think you do what you got to do to get that quarterback. Because other than that, I think you're just supplementing some of these spots. You know, maybe another corner, because A.O., that AO drop you got, I love it, but I don't think you're going to be using it after this year because I don't think he's going to be back. You're going to need another corner, some some depth there. I think another safety would be nice to have if for anything you know, depth purposes because I think Tracy and uh, Kirby is going to be a good duo back there. Um, another linebacker, uh, defensive line. I mean, it's really depth mostly. A stud running back. I know we love Jamal. And Swift, he can bring it for short spurts, but and a big three-down back uh, who who does it all, uh, a, a Swift-type guy that can stay on the field, stay healthy, uh, that would be good. And now tight ends kind of a need again, as well. Although the way they built this offense and the way they utilize the tight end, I think the Hawk deal was a good deal because they don't utilize that position like some other teams do anyway. I mean, you're going to be third fiddle to Amon Ron Jamo anyway, so you might as well save some money at that position. But other than quarterback, I'm looking for just, you know, some depth to go with uh, some of the studs we've already acquired the last couple of years.
1: All right. Cornbread. Hold on. Let me do it this way. Cornbread. Gary listen up cornbread jerry (laughs) like i I, I, let let me tell you where you went wrong here you hit on a lot of topics there you're you're correct this this drop is fading oh baby i don't know if we'll ever use this version ever again oh baby (laughs) but i know that we'll be using this quite often unleash (laughs) Hutch. <laughs> the new one improved unleash yeah. hutch we also might be using this cornbread rodrigo that was that was the drop version here's the real version rodrigo that was me here's the drop rodrigo me again rodrigo <laughs> i think we're going to be using those quite a bit uh, on the show um I, th- I think we'll be saying this when jmo is catching deep balls oh! I think we'll be using mm-hmm. that. Uh, I think I think when this offense gets cooking, I might need to use Dan Miller a little more. Touchdown, Detroit Lions! <laughs> uh, which I don't mind mm-hmm. doing. The best announcer in all of sports. I mean, Chops hashtag will get used as this team continues to grow. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. <laughs> but but Corbin, here's where you went wrong, man. You danced around. You hit on every position. You want to fix everything. You want to get rid of everybody that's not good. You want to, you know, upgrade every spot. We only have limited resource. So what I was asked is we got the couple first rounders. Let's look at f- rounds one through four. That's where you got to get starters. That's where you have to get developmental talent that can play. And I feel like Brad Holmes is going to do so. So I'm not one of these people. Again, I'm sorry if I tried almost like a South a North Carolina accent there. Let me let me do my uh, SOL accent. I will agree. Um, i think you we, if we just drafted from rounds one till seven defense everything would be fixed that that's that's so stupid anybody that says that it's just ridiculous <laughs> like have you ever seen a team ever go in the draft and just take all one side of the ball no because that makes no sense yeah. would what, what, no it happened maybe where some went heavy but don't give me like the carolina panthers a couple they don't count yeah. i know where you're going no nope, nope <laughs> i'm i'm throwing say, that carolina, out Carolina, right Yes, that's one one time we're throwing that out because what you do is you let the draft board fall to you. So if a stud on offense falls and he's the best player, you take him. If a defensive stud falls to you in four straight rounds, you take them. So what I was trying to get to with you is like if we're going to really rebuild this team, you not only have to take that approach, you got to get blue chippers. So I don't want these people that, oh, we have to only, you focused on the quarterback. I agree. Quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. It's the thing that will take the lines over the top, but I'm not sitting there in rounds one, two, or whatever, and saying in one of these rounds or with one of these picks, I have to take quarterback. It's on my to-do list, if it makes sense. So I think, the biggest thing to, to get this team over the hump is to have an open approach as they've kind of had to now. Use use the word patient. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's been open. Hey, we like this guy. He's a ball player. He's gritty. He's a, he's a grimy player. He fits what we do. Take him. I feel like if they continue that type of approach – Instead of filling needs or reaching or taking these, uh, these, I feel like we don't have any players barely anymore that have those off-the-field issues. Don't love football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, in the police blotter all the time. We get ball players, and I think that's what's going to put this team over the top. Yeah. So I my approach wouldn't yeah. be like adding certain things. It would be adding the best players possible, and then in free agency, yeah, break out the checkbook a little bit. I could use uh, another... Um, even though I like jury, J-U, uh, um, I could use another top corner. I could use a smash mouth safety. I could uh, use another linebacker, even though 97 won the ticket. That's all they talk about, right? There's a lot of those key spots that we could add. And then the offense, I feel like we're cooking pretty much. Like, I'm, I'm not looking to add too much, but if someone falls to me, uh, even if it's not at a position of need, if they're, they're that good – I'm willing to take them. So I feel like your approach is good, but it's a little too broad um, Too, you're getting too many positions. Like, I think we just focus on that approach, which is like, you know, instead of focusing on, well, I need a a backup, you know, a middle linebacker be like, let's, let's see who's out there in free agency. Let's see how the draft board falls and just get great football players at great value. And this team's going to shape up really nice. Yeah.
0: I mean, I agree. Really. I think other than, I would maybe put a package together to get that QB because I think it's sorely needed. But after that, really, I, I'm with you. You let the fall, you let the the board fall and uh, you take the best player available within reason. I, I think this year when they took Pascal, for instance, I wasn't prepared for that, but I was like, yeah. okay, makes sense. That year they took Liam and Levi back to back. I wasn't expecting it, but that's the best guy on your board. I'm all for it because, you know, there's Plenty whether it's that starters whatever there's you can plug some spots in really all over the team but the big need
1: the is other the quarterback the other thing is like you can get excited about a player but but don't don't write people off and don't put them in the Hall of Fame after like two three games right like. You, just because yeah. you didn't see Pascal, he was no good. Then you saw him play for two games. Everyone loved him. Now he's out again. Oh, he must not be good again. Like, you got to, I, I mean, again, I like to pump people up. I like to get excited about our football team, but there's a certain patient approach or let it play out that you have to have to really support your team and let these players grow. I mean, a guy can be good in years mm-hmm. two or three who was horrible in year one. It's happened many a time. So let, let me ask a couple pointed yeah. questions before you roll into this Bills game. Are you taking the two first rounders and targeting a guy and jumping up? Or do you like just sitting there and taking two really good players, quarterback or otherwise? It sounds like you want to jump up, Cornbread.
0: I I, I would. If Holmes identifies a guy that they're they're dead set on, do what you got to do to get. I like, uh, I like Will Evans a lot. I know his stats don't look that great, but just watching the guy, I mean – he looks like an NFL quarterback. What, just, just a huge gun. The guy's got some mobility to him, you know. Yep. Uh, I, I, like like
1: him. I like all his tools. I like all his tools and his size, size for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Bryce Young, I know you love Bryce Young, and I do too. Other than his size, the guy's got it all. Great poise, mobility. And C.J. Shrouds another one. He's got the size, got the arm strength. I hate that he goes to Ohio State, but it is what it is, you know. <laughs> if, it, if when he's a lion, it won't matter no more to me.
1: Oh, Cormier, that's that's a second foul for you here on the show. I got to hit you with another strike. I, I may hit on that school <laughs> that we shall not speak of at some point during the show. Um, so, so you're going to talk? so
0: baseball this time. Though.
1: you're pushing it now buddy um all right so so if you're taking your two first rounders and you're taking will levis in the perfect scenario are you just uh booting golf at that point you're like okay i got will levis golf you're cut i'll figure out something and i'll roll into 2023 with my rookie and and your your double bridge is that that's kind of your plan then
0: yeah i just i don't know that golf is going to take to being a bridge guy it's pretty <laughs> obvious when you jump up and take a quarterback what the future beholds you know that guy's going to be starting maybe as early as your bye week that year thanksgiving probably at the latest when you take a guy that high um you know again, i would save the 15 million or so and get a Bridgewater.
1: Oh, man, you're just, you're just pounding the pavement on that, man. You're just never going to let that die. I'm going <laughs> to hold you to that. I, I think I've always been a proponent of if you're going to take a QB, like – the best way to get him out there especially when you have a pretty good old line and pretty good skill guys and and a younger defense is let him get out there and figure it out you know um i'm not yeah. for just babying him along and and when he's ready he'll be ready when he gets out there and takes some lumps and sees the speed and then he'll yeah. he'll start to play ball and, and like like say i like levis's size i i think there's going to be options there you know i don't think you would even have to really package up Um, I think you could get a really good ball player. Um, I'm more of a proponent because I'm with you that QB is my biggest thing. So I'm not a proponent of, well, like, let's wait. (laughs) Let's, 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 instead of at pick six with the Rams, let's skip our quarterback and maybe one will fall to us at, at, at 15. No, (laughs) like you just take your guy, you know what I mean? So I'm with you uh, on that portion of it. Let me throw one other quick thing at you. Like, we haven't had a good tackling run sideline to sideline backer in a long time since DeAndre Levy, since, you know, uh, uh, Steven Tullock, who actually played a little bit until he decided to celebrate and blow out his ACL. Like, are, are you a proponent of all of, of paying a Roquan Smith if he, if he was to be available? Or are you just like, no linebackers are like running backs to me?
0: Well, the Lions really only utilize two linebackers. So no, yeah. I don't think I would i would think that many resources especially not that kind of money uh, but we got plenty of money i guess you could if you wanted to but to me that position the way the lions defense is it's more of a four two almost you know than a, right. than uh i yeah. i feel so like for that reason alone i wouldn't yeah. sink that many resources into it
1: i i feel like you're right there not only because of the scheme but the longevity of the position. And like, I like Roquan Smith as a player. I mean, he's a good leader. He's a good football player. He's intense. But like, I think people just fall in love with linebackers. Cause if they're real good and, and you accentuate them on your defense, you see them a lot, you know? Oh, wow. He's there making mm-hmm. a play. Oh, he, he blitz there. You know, they notice him more, but the the money is still at the defensive end position, you know, the outside corners, a a ball hawking safety like Kerbo. So I, I think that they're spending the money in the right spots. And I wouldn't be just latching on to this. Oh, we need the, middle linebacker captain of the defense, like in the eighties. I mean, that, that seems to be past, if you ask me. So I am kind of with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your plan. I think we're on the same page of just go get talent. I, I do think this team is not only close. Uh, it's funny how everyone was just ready to blow everything up. And now everyone's more on the page of, wow, look at this young talent. Look at, uh, you know, where we have certain positions covered, look at these guys coming into their own. Like, I think that's another thing of just letting the draft play out, letting guys develop, um, knowing where to spend your money, where to spend your picks. So I think that it's coming together really nice. Even the offensive side of the ball, I'm like, where am I going to spend picks or, or free agent dollars? Like I feel pretty good everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and feel like if, even if you take the DJ sharks and, and uh, you know, people off this team, it's like, Hey, I still think we're going to have a nice offense without adding anything. And then anything we add is just going to make it even bigger and better, which is great. I think that you can win in this league by just getting dominant skill players and having a marginal defense. You can also win with having a beast of a D and a, and a middle-of-the-road offense. You can't have a horrible offense, I don't think, yeah. in today's game. So, Cornbread, Yeah. I, I, how about, how yeah, about thanks? Real, real quick. Yep. Go I'm ahead.
0: sorry, Derek. Just real quick. One thing. A dominant offensive line, that's something that they have. And you see that even when you kind of lack in some of those skill positions, a dominant offensive line can do a lot of things for you. You know, when you keep Jared Goff upright, unrattled, when he's not rattled, he is solid. You know, it's when he gets rattled that he just does crazy stuff. You right. know, <laughs> but the, you know, we're running the ball almost no matter who's back there. It don't matter. Justin Jackson, DeAndre Swift, Craig Randall, they're all running the ball, you know? So I, I like that they have a do, the dominant offensive line. And I hope that's something that they continue to do throughout this, this regime.
1: One of the things for the people and the people consist of the millions. You guys know the rest. Um, Like, For years, everyone said, oh, if we could just have a dominant O-line, that'd be great. And I agree with you. I feel like they have that now, which is turning out to be great. You've had certain people, fans, that would be like, I love a monster defense. I mean, we had a good defense, what, in 14 or whatever when we made a little bit of a run. That was fun to watch. We also tried to go crazy back in the early 2000s on offense by getting wide receiver and another wide receiver. Like, that didn't pan out, but I guarantee you if we're scoring 30, 40, kind of like we've been doing in these games this year and winning – People will love the offense, right? It doesn't have to be this Detroit grit grime smash. It could be high flying and people would love it. They just want to win games. So you can build your team all types of ways. And my other thing with the old line is it's good now and you don't want to hurt it, but I think you can't be scared to tweak it as you go. Like I wouldn't be mm-hmm. a, a proponent of, making a move to move Penney to the left before it gets too late in his uh, rookie contract. Like, I think you can add guards that could help you. You know, you can add a right tackle at the right uh, price and, and kind of retool on the fly, which is what I hope they do to keep mm-hmm. it good, not just be good for the next couple of years, but be good for, you know, a good handful or years or more by sliding a couple guys, adding here, making a good pick here in the late rounds. That's really how, how you got to do it long term. So... Cornbread Jerry, I think yeah. we got a good young nasty team. I think we're winning ball games. I think we're heading into Thanksgiving against the Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills with a lot of mojo. I feel like this is a real tough matchup. I I I, I got a quick rant because I hear you going on ninety-seven-one. You're calling up Dan Miller and Lions Review. Like, the thing I hate about our local radio is, first of all, they hate our teams, which is crazy to me. Like These <laughs> these radio stations pay your bills and you hate our teams. That makes no sense. <laughs> Second thing is like, they always raise the bar. They'll be like, oh, the Lions are going to have the first pick. Then we we beat Green Bay. And it's like, oh, well, you got lucky against Green Bay. You can't go on the road and win. You go on the road and beat uh, the Bears. And it's like, oh, well, you won a couple. Big deal. There's, there's no way you'll go into New York and beat the Giants. They're seven and two we beat the Giants you know what I had to hear all week uh, heading into this Thanksgiving game oh well I mean gosh now it's this isn't real unless you beat Buffalo if you don't beat Buffalo what (laughs) does it mean that this it's so stupid because you can always keep raising the bar just so that you can wait for the team to fall under it so you can say see told you when really this team's shown ton of progress. Three wins is great. Like, uh, what, do we have to win the rest of our games in the schedule after that to make some of these guys happy? You, you Everybody out, out there listening knows who I'm talking about. Always raising the bar, always negative, always saying, well, I know they did that, but they got to do this to prove it to me. They got to win this. They got to win a playoff. They, until they win a Super Bowl, I'm I'm not going to, like, really buy in or they haven't shown me anything. This, this is complete garbage, Cornbread. I feel like this is a tough matchup against Buffalo. It's a big game. Ford Field's going to be crazy. And I need a breath because I'm out of breath. I'm a little fired up if you can't tell. So I'm going to kick it to you to kind of tee up Buffalo. Thanksgiving, Ford Field, 1230 Thursday. What do you got?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanksgiving, man. The most glorious holiday of all because you got food and you got Lions football. It's something being here in North Carolina like I am, it, before Sunday ticket, this is about the only game I'd get to see. So <laughs> I was always excited about Thanksgiving. Um, but I tell you what, you know, when the Lions were one and six, I thought the future was bright no matter what they were saying on that radio station.
1: So why, why are you um, calling in, Cornbread? Why are you wasting your time calling these bums?
0: Well, you know, because they do. They dog on them really bad when they're one and six, but I can – like you, we see the plan. You know, it's a, you're building through the draft. It's going to take time, you know. Last year was basically a teardown. This year, I'm thinking kind of like the Mayhew-Schwartz era. I'm like, let's get six wins, right? Let's get six, seven, eight. And then next year, what did Schwartz do? They got 10, made the playoffs. And that's kind of the progression I wanted to see. They got one and six, and they're saying fire Campbell, you know. I, I get a little fired up, I guess. When I Corn hear that, it makes me want to.
1: Cornbread, these guys have this now as a must-win. This is not a must-win game on Thursday. This is I'd like to win. This is I'd like to play good. I don't want to get blown out. But last time I checked, Buffalo's the best offense in the game. They're the Super Bowl favorites. And I don't see many teams ripping off four, five, six in a row in the NFL. No, you're right.
0: And not only are they just dynamic on offense, the passing attack is, is just unbelievable. You got Josh Allen right now is the third highest rated QB on PFF. Stefon Diggs, number two rated receiver. And what do we got going on this week? Jeff Okuda with a concussion out. That don't help. Uh, Jonah Jackson, I learned today in concussion protocol, he's out. So we're dinged up. Luckily, their defense is dinged up as well. They got some guys hurt and a lot of guys out. So, maybe we can get a lot of points going. But, man, I tell you what, that Bills offense is going to be mighty hard to handle this week.
1: Well, here's the thing for all those radio fools out there, any of these SOLs that might be listening, I'm also not saying. That this is a loss. I'm not conceding this game. I'm not sitting here boo-hooing about who we have on Thanksgiving. I'm just not buying into this raise the bar, must win. If you don't do this, it doesn't mean anything. And, Cornbread, to your points about Josh Allen, the offense, this, you know what I might do to counteract that? You want to know? What's that? Unleash (laughs) <laughs> I think I want to do that. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to tell the DJ that we need some music on Thursday. Unleash I think that might be playing when you're creeping up on quarterback. So, so here's the thing before I kick it to you for your score prediction, you've been tremendous on the show. It's been so fun to get to know you over the last few months. Talk lions ball. I'm so thankful and grateful, uh, around this Thanksgiving for everything and for you coming on. Um, I want to know a couple things. I want to know, what's the cornbread, Jerry? I think I might know. I mean, I I don't know if the name's a tip, but what's the side dish? What's the favorite side dish on Thanksgiving? And then I need to, any other nuggets you have about this game, then I need you to wrap it all up in a bundle, put it in the oven per se, and I need a score and how this game's going down from you. Do your thing.
0: All right. Well, first, that side dish. Man, I love me some sweet potatoes. The candy, you know, like the, the candy sweet potato casserole. I love that. I'll eat that up right there.
1: Um, Are you putting marshmallows, cornbread? Because I don't feel like marshmallows and potatoes should go together ever.
0: Typically, I don't either. But on Thanksgiving, yeah, I'm all about it. You throw some marshmallows on it, I'll eat them. I ain't going to pass up <laughs> the sweet taters as we call them down here.
1: <laughs> okay. Cornbread! That must um, have been number two on the list. Okay.
0: <laughs> As far as the game goes, you know, like like I was mentioning earlier, when they were 1-6, I thought the future was bright. Uh, this, this game, it's possible it could get ugly, and if it does, I'm still going to say the future is bright. You know, I'm not going to hang everything on this game. It's going it's to exactly. be a really tough one. Quick turnaround, without a coup to it's, it's so tough in a matchup like this. I'm going Bill 31, Lions 21. On Turkey Day this this year, uh, unfortunately, I think we're going to make some good runs after this game. I think we can finish the season really strong, but uh, a lot to ask for this Thanksgiving.
1: Cornbread Jerry, did you just come on here and try to be an analyst and give me a ten point loss for the Detroit Lions? Is that what you did?
0: <sighs> uh, hope I hope I hope I didn't come off that way, but yeah, it's kind of what I did. It's a bad decision. Point blank. It
1: was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. That's what I think about that, because this is the D Detroit Kool-Aid cast, Cornbread. Drink it in, man. Uh... You should know that better than anybody. Make it a double. Cornbread! Cornbread! Because I'm here to tell you that this is going to be a shootout. <laughs> I don't need Jeff. Oc- I don't need defense. What I need is points. <laughs> and I need points from 16, from number 32, DeAndre Swift. I need points from guess who's going to hit the end zone. I took his I, – I thought I took his sound bite off the board, but I didn't. He's going to find the end zone. Go
0: DJ. That's my DJ. No DJ. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I got
1: it on repeat. DJ Chark's going to find the end zone. We're going to get it to Amon Ra (laughs) (laughs) A-R-S-B. Cornbread. We're going to put up 48 points on Buffalo. <laughs> Buffalo is going to put up 41. It's going to be back and forth. The whole nation is going to be sitting there with turkey, with stuffing, with mashed potatoes. Stuffing's my side dish, by the way. Eating, watching the Lions go up and down the football field. Unfortunately, watching Buffalo go up and down the football field. But in the end, it'll be Jared Goff. That's right. Choppy, you know what it is. Woo! Exactly. You are going to be tweeting this soon after the game, after Jared Goff throws a final touchdown to DeAndre Swift for the game winner. Woo! Hashtag choppy liking. 48, 41, Lions find a way. Goff, Swift, having turkey legs, smiling, dancing in the locker room. That's how it's going down, Cornbread. Mm, I'll tell you
0: what. I'll be rooting for exactly that. And if that happens, we're going to talk playoffs on the next Kool-Aid cast.
1: <laughs> Are you talking playoffs?
0: <laughs> playoffs? Don't talk about it. playoffs? Are you kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game.
1: Cornbread, I can't thank you enough, man, for coming on, making time for it. Oh, man. Really fun to chat it up with you, man. Thanks a lot.
0: Uh, great talking to you, as well, man. You have a good one. Thanks, and uh, we'll catch you next time.
1: Everybody, we will catch you next time right here on the Detroit Kool Aid Cast. Take care, everybody. Wait, one more thing.
0: Hey, listen, Ohio State sucks.
1: (laughs) Go Blue. We're out.
0: by the Lions. Drink it in, man.